0: a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Ladyboy Chichi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. (laughs) And tonight on Adult Bedtime Stories, our topic is on passion. (laughs) And for me, passion is that fire within. It just gets us ignited, touches the spirit, and raises us to, oh, such delicious heights. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... I've always been very impassioned about sex. I mean, it is one of my favorite things in life. (laughs) And I think that part of it for me is just the wonders of sexuality and how our bodies function, and especially at a sexual level, and how beautifully they work. I mean, just, I think about it and it's like, The phallus getting erect when it gets all excited and the buildup of sexuality and getting to that point where it's just, we reach ecstasy and it becomes very impassioned and making love passionately. (laughs) And to me, it's all about celebrating the body, I think. A big part for me is I love both the phallus and the vulva. They're so beautiful. (laughs) And there's just something very special about the vulva. To me, it's always been kind of like this exotic flower (laughs) with the outer lips and the inner lips and the little clitoris that peeks out. It's covered most of the time by the hood, and it's just such a joy to raise that sexual energy and start on the whole body, and then working into the genitals, just very slowly and raising that desire to where she's just lit on fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just amazing, and I do the same with. Boys, I mean, just working with the sexual energy, igniting it, and and bringing out that passion. But what is passion to you?
1: Well, since we're starting with sexuality, I start to feel the seeds of passion when it comes to sexuality. It starts with the feelings in my body the feelings of either myself or having a partner stimulate the different parts of my body and how it comes together to make a symphony of different sensations and to feel the emotional response with the sensations and as I start to get turned on the hairs on my arm and on the back of my neck and on my head will start to stand up and then I really get in tune with the smell and the texture and the taste and the sound of what's going on around me and all of the sensations coming in until it's kind of An overload of sensations all mingling together to build this beautiful, amazing experience. It's really beautiful. And since I started training under you, learning how to work with the energy as well as the sensation and moving energy around... And you can do that as the person who's doing the pleasuring or the person receiving pleasure or or both at the same time. And learning to manipulate those energies, it's really magical. And no one sexual experience is the same as any other one. It's part of what makes it, magical and beautiful is that each experience is unique and varied and learning how to change things up and also to find different routines but be able to change the routines in between at a whim, it's really beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that there's some things we can do, especially if passion tends to kind of flicker down a bit to build it back up, mm-hmm. to ignite those flames again. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that we can do are, are daily practices. Mm-hmm. Doing an erotic meditation, or guided erotic meditation, mm-hmm. doing morning affirmations, and raising the sexual energy in the body mm-hmm. each day can help reignite passion. (laughs) But what are some of the things that reignite passion for you?
1: Well, I think one of the most important tools that should be in any sexual being's toolbox is intention, because that's where everything begins. And it's particularly a, a good tool if you find your passions waning to recognize that your passion is waning and to set an intention to build it back up and to raise it to new and greater heights than that you've ever raised it before. Some of the the practices that you mentioned are very good for setting intentions, especially the morning affirmations. You can take time every morning to tell yourself that I see myself as a sexual being. I see myself as a wonderful lover. I, I know that I can please my partner. And you tell these things to yourself, especially in times when you don't always feel that way. That's one of the magical things about morning affirmations is when there's some area that you know that you need to work on. By telling yourself that you've already worked on the problem your body and soul kind of accept that as fact and work on the assumption that you have until it's not a problem anymore and it's an extremely powerful method for working through whatever sexual issue you might be struggling with at the time
0: Mm-hmm. Another practice that can really help is to perform your PC muscle exercises daily. Mm -hmm. And those are your sex muscles. They're the muscles you use when you're peeing and you cut off the flow of urine. Mm -hmm. You squeeze them to stop the flow of urine. And when you're not urinating, you squeeze and relax those muscles in different combinations. You can... Mm -hmm. Do a light squeeze, hard squeeze, and relax. You can do rapid squeeze releases. Or you can do just a hard squeeze and hold it for a few moments Mm -hmm. and then relax it. And do Mm -hmm. about 15 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Work up slowly if you haven't been practicing them. But the sex muscles need to be worked out just like any other part of the body if you let it go kind of without exercising it, then they get out of town. And it does wonders for the sex drive. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) One of the things that I found when I started doing daily PC muscle exercises is find any repetitive things that you do every day that you do a few times a day whether it's use the restroom or if you watch TV that has commercials in it during the commercials or...
0: Or even while watching TV.
1: (laughs) or Yeah, while watching TV. (laughs) Find a thing that you do every day when you're on Facebook, just something that will serve as kind of a reminder to do your PC muscles and... Do them kind of mindlessly while you're doing other daily tasks. And what I found in the beginning worked well for me. Instead of doing 15 minutes all at the same time in one go, I'd break it up into, you know, five to ten chunks a day and do two to three minutes of PC muscle exercises several times a day and you'll still get your 15 minutes in. And trust me, as you do this, you'll want to do it more and find any excuse that you can. Like I know these days, throughout the day, I probably do at least 45 minutes of PC muscle exercises every day. It is probably the first thing that really started to change my sex life in a tangible, concrete way that I could tell right away. And it, it was an amazing thing for for will, me to... It
0: will transform your sex life. <laughs> oh, it
1: will. In, in ways you can't possibly begin to understand until you do it.
0: Oh, yeah, and it works equally well for both males and females, Mm -hmm. and all in between. Mm -hmm. What are some of the benefits you've experienced from PC muscle workouts?
1: So I used to have major problems with premature ejaculation, and I found that not only... Could I get away from having premature ejaculation? But I found that I had greater control of my orgasm to the point where I could have an orgasm when I wanted to. I have fuller and stronger erections because of it. And... What it really allows me to do very well is to stay right on the edge of orgasm, and it allows me to edge an orgasm for a really, really long time, where it's especially apparent when I'm masturbating. When I'm masturbating, a lot of times I know that if, if I s- stroked it just a little bit harder, a little bit more, I could definitely have an orgasm. I'd be right on the edge of orgasm, but I could keep my, I can keep myself right on that verge of orgasm as long as I can stand it. It's kind of up to my discretion. Uh, it's hard to make it longer than an hour or two, but
0: that's still a lot. And, you know, it's kind of one of the things I like to tell people is that an orgasm lasts a few moments, mm-hmm. but bringing yourself to that heightened state of ecstasy and pleasure can last hours mm-hmm. and can take you to deeper wells of, and I guess a better word, a higher state of consciousness. Mm-hmm where you're more mindful and Mm -hmm. more centered in yourself. Mm -hmm. And it releases such good chemistry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the feelings I get. And -hmm. it makes me happier and celebrating life. And it takes the doldrums away, so Mm -hmm. to speak. (laughs) But I wanted to throw that in because it's amazing. Mm hmm Where a few new sexual habits daily can just really transform everything in life, Mm -hmm. not just your sex life.
1: Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you taught me how to do that also really transformed my sex life was after you've been edging for a while uh, to take your hands and put them on like on either side of your genitals and then move them away from them down your extremities and up your stomach and up the rest of your body and move all of that sexual energy that is uh, focused in your genitals mm-hmm. and literally move it all throughout your body. And then then when you do go to uh, start stimulating yourself again, all of a sudden, all of that energy that had been all directed in your genitals is now throughout your body. And that is how you can have orgasms that uh that really go throughout your entire body and yeah full cause, body orgasms. <laughs> cause tingling feelings all throughout your body and it it's uh it's indescribable. It's absolutely amazing to get to that place.
0: Ah, that's part of passion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I like so much. I mean just that stimulation. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's getting my nipples hard already, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and other things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think it's important to, you know, we think of sex as something you just do, but, you know, it's the only activity that we don't really do a lot of practices around to strengthen it and to make it better, and some of these things that we're talking about, the daily affirmations and raising erotic energy daily and and circulating it through your body, doing some breath work, these and doing your PC muscle exercises, these are exercises for our sex life and for our sexuality. And it it once you tone those muscles up and practice these things, it's amazing where it takes you. I mean, it it really is so magical to me <laughs> that I can take myself. I've even had out-of-body orgasms mm-hmm. through these practices. Uh, it's just amazing. And plus, it's, it's just such a pleasure. I mean, such a beautiful state of bliss. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And I, I'll say another um, important tool that you gave me that uh, that also helps with this is learning breath work and mm-hmm. learning how you breathe and learning to be mindful about your breathing, especially during sex or. Raising your sexual energy masturbation um it is also it it's also translated well into um using breath work for me when I feel myself getting irritated or aggravated or angry or um or hurt or sad, and it 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 really makes your your body work better for you mm-hmm. and it also gives your brain a chance to kind of catch up to be able to like especially when it comes to using it in regard to uh negative feelings it gives your brain a chance to catch up so that you can actually think and, and be level headed uh when maybe you weren't being uh for for a moment
0: it helps you become proactive instead of reactive mm-hmm. and it's amazing that's things that you can gain benefits from through these practices
1: yeah I I know that that's one of the things I've talked on the show a lot about but that's because it works so damn well is when I started learning all of these things from you I didn't realize how much of an effect it would have outside of my sex life you know I thought these were mostly things that I was learning to have better sex and while they 100 and 50,000% have helped me with that, I didn't realize how much of an effect it would have on me as a human being interacting in the world.
0: mm mm-hmm. And I think one, well, let's cover that, one of those breaths. Uh, there's what's called the lover's breath. And to perform that, you take a real forced air deep into your lungs and take a really deep breath and then open your throat and sigh it out and sigh it loudly enough to vibrate in your chest Ah. and you'll feel those vibrations resonate through your chest and your whole body once you kind of get into the practice of it and do several of them you know 5 to 10 of them and one of the things i've discovered is that when i do about 5 to 10 of those deep breaths the uh, leverage breath i get tingly all over my body <laughs> and it just circulates energy through you it's an amazing benefit <laughs> and i love that energy flow it's it's a state that's just ooh, so amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, when I started practicing the lover's breath, I I remember times practicing it where instead of doing, you know, four or five, I would do it for about twenty minutes and actually start to kind of disassociate and go out of body and, you know, kind of forget that I was in a room or, you know, lose track of everything, almost go to this realm that was without form or time or or ego, really, and you can go really far out there, was
0: it? Oh, yeah. And with combining it with sexual pleasures and using the lover's breath to, when you start getting real close to circulate that energy throughout the entire body mm-hmm. and not just keep it in the genitals. It, mm-hmm. it helps with being able to edge... Mm -hmm. And when I talk about edging and orgasm, that sounds so kind of, um, I don't know the word, um, generic. (laughs) It seems like such a lousy word for something that's so powerful and so amazing. Because it's doing more than just being on the edge. It's, It's being in that state of extreme pleasure Mm -hmm. prolonged pleasure and I've gotten to the point where I can be right so close to that edge that I'm almost ready to ejaculate And but I stay right there and sometimes I actually have these little many many ejaculations where just a few drops Mm -hmm. ooze out and to ride that, mm-hmm. sometimes you've seen me do it. Sometimes oh, yeah. for hours. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it can bring you to—I mean, my whole body's screaming to to come, but mm-hmm. but I think okay, let's save it for a little longer. It'll be mm-hmm. worth it, and it definitely is. I mean, when you build that energy mm-hmm. up to those levels, once you do orgasm. Uh-huh. It's it's like no other orgasm. And there are different mm-hmm. types of orgasms and oh, different yeah. levels of orgasm.
1: Yeah. And, and that's another thing that I think's kind of a misnomer when you talk about edging an orgasm is uh, I think a lot of people think that you kind of s- stay... At the same level the whole time. No, yeah. you are you are definitely building and going further. Like uh, the since learning how to to edge and work with this energy and things like that, you know, I I am able to go past the. Pos- the 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 place where I would have had an orgasm, like, a lot of times since I've been training as long as I have, like, I'll recognize that, like, oh, when I began this training, I would have had an orgasm even before I feel like having an orgasm now just because I've pushed myself past that level where that is the point of orgasm for me. it's You build up higher and higher and higher and higher, and it's almost like you're on this escalator that's going up into the clouds, and you have no idea how far this escalator can go up before you get to the end.
0: Mm-hmm. And how have your orgasms changed since you did this training?
1: I mean, so one of the big ways that my orgasms have changed since I started training under you is that, uh, you know, I had heard you describe non-ejaculatory non-ejac- orgasms. Uh, but it wasn't until I started working out my PC muscle, my, my PC muscles and doing breath work and learning to, to move my energy and doing my morning affirmations and building sexual energy every day that I started to experience them myself. And they're they're every bit as uh as powerful as an ejaculatory orgasm, but they have a completely different nature to them um so that's one big change um but they're just more fulfilling they're more uh powerful and You know, I'll have the, when I do have ejaculatory orgasms, like I'll have the ejaculation and whereas before I'd have an ejaculation and then it was just kind of done and the sex act act would be over. But now when I have an orgasm, I'll have an ejaculation and then I'll have... You know several minutes of these aftershocks and these uh tingly feelings that go throughout my body and uh my 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 toes curl and you know i I almost involuntarily like move and spasm it's it's so incredibly powerful
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, we're already to station break time. This oh, when we get to going on this stuff, time flies by. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, a couple of things. Uh, First of all, I'm working on a project for Valentine's Day, and it's going to be a a pathway. I'm calling it living a sex positive lifestyle, and it's. We'll be covering some of these exercises and habits and things to really not only improve your sex life, but create better attitudes and values around sexuality. I know that a lot of times in our culture, with modern culture, we get so busy in our lives and careers and school or and tasks around the house or apartment. We get have lead very busy, complicated lives. And guess what happens to sex? It often gets put on the back burner. I'll get to it when I have time, but there doesn't seem to be enough time. And so part of putting Living a sex-positive lifestyle is bringing sex back to the forefront, making it a part of our lives each day. And so, I'll be going doing this series, and I'll, when I'm ready to start it in February, I'll put a link on my website how to join, sign up, and join in on it. But it'll be a powerful series, and it'll help you get ready for Valentine's Day to be a better lover. (laughs) So I wanted to let y'all know that this is coming soon. And also check out our website ravenslayerleather.com We have video training programs. We have some free stuff on the website. And I have links to our Patreon page and to all kinds of things. <laughs> and I even have a blog, but I haven't written on the blog in a while, but I'm going to try to get back into doing a regular blog maybe once a week. Uh, just have to see how it goes. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Paul?
1: One of the uh, features that we have on our website is... a uh, series of different educational videos. And most of them are $10. Um, I I, I say educational videos. They're they're educational series because they're more than just videos. Uh, Each of them come with different um, worksheets and PDFs and materials that you can use to follow along with. And
0: and some of those I've taken down temporarily because I'm redoing them mm-hmm. um, slowly, but surely I'm improving the quality because I've gotten better at screencasting and doing some of the editing. And so I want a higher quality product out there. Mm-hmm. So I took some down until I can redo them and put them up and make them even better. (laughs) But we've still got a lot that are up there. So So if
1: increasing your sexual acuity is something that's important to you, there's plenty of resources there, and most of them are a, a very small fee, and that money helps to help us keep what we're doing here going and helps to help us bring you more quality sex education. There's also a link to our Patreon page if you would like to become a patron. Um and becoming a patron you can donate a dollar a month up to as as much as you feel Comfortable donating to us, and that would go a long way to helping us to continue to provide you with the quality sexual education that we strive to do here.
0: Mm-hmm. And where else are you going to get a good sex education that you should have gotten in high school, but didn't? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, it's I know I'm getting on my rant, but it's just shameful that we don't teach people how to have good sex. We just leave it up to nature and that, oh, you'll know what to do. No, that's magical thinking. (laughs) Sex is an art that we can learn and learn how to do even better and connect at a deeper level with our partner, with ourself. Well, tonight we're back, and tonight we're talking about passion. (laughs) Another area that I find helpful to really raise the bar on passion is to build anticipation. Perform the tantric circles on your lover or yourself. Work around the whole body, your erogenous sounds and work slowly to your genitals and to those really hot spots. (laughs) And even deny it a little bit for a little Mm -hmm. while. Play around it and tease it and that will build crazy passion. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Another thing that I find that works very well is to... After you've already done the tantric circles and then you are focusing in on the primary erogenous zones and when your partner is just begging for more to stop in the middle of it and then go back to the tantric circles, knowing that they really, really want, you know, to just get fucked. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> to to deny them and tease them. And
0: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And passion is such an interesting thing because as you raise that passion up and raise that desire up, it's you tease it a little, you give a little, it's and then play other areas and come back to it, and and it's just ramps it up so high.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think passion for me is such a amazing part of life. It gives us that spark and that energy. It energizes us. And, you know, I think that there's a time in my life when it was hard to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. And this is where Sexual passion can help in other parts of your life. It's like now I feel more energized throughout the day mm-hmm. just from these practices,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I can put more energy into things because I have more energy. Passion is what helps build that, build us up energetically, and then when there are rough spots in life, it helps carry us through those rough spots.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember one story you telling me was that when you were going through college um, and you had all of the studying that you had to do and all of the things that you had to read that you would give yourself, uh, you know, goalposts and say like, okay, if when I accomplish this much of, uh, of whatever task I'm doing, I will reward myself by taking a break and masturbating for three hours.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that can also help. I mean, it just gives the mind a break. And if we stay too deep into one activity it can burn us out mm-hmm. for one and also just gets us to where it's, you know, a dreaded task. Mm-hmm. And by doing the little masturbation break here and there, it reinvigorates. <laughs> mm-hmm. It gives us a fresh outlook. And, and, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be a masturbation break. You can take a break and just... Go and meditate or go for a walk in the woods or commune with nature. Mm -hmm. Anything that's rewarding, take a break from life for a little while and recharge your batteries. (laughs) Which kind of brings me to the next part of passion, and that's other types, other forms of passion. And we've worked on that a bit with you. It's... Mm -hmm really discovering what is our passions in life mm-hmm. and other areas. And for each of us, that's a different answer. For me, it's sex and studying sex and teaching people about sex. That is my life passion. I know for you, you went through a whole process. Mm-hmm. Would you like to kind of share what you went through?
1: So... um for me, as we were kind of unlocking my passions and things that I was really into, uh, I've always really been into math and what you can do with math. And numbers in and of themselves are, are really amazing. And there's just so many different patterns and as humans we are our our, our brains basically are just pattern making machines that's that's what our brains do is to draw correlations and and numbers have so many different unique ways that they interact and correlate with each other, uh, that are absolutely fascinating, and I've always really loved it, and I have always thought it was really sad that, uh, a lot of people, uh, in engineering fields and things like this see math as a means to an end, and they don't really care about the numbers as much as the outcome. Um, but to me like the 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 thing I find fascinating about it is just how how it all works together and the the patterns that you can find in it. And so I started studying math just for the passion of understanding math uh and it's incredible like i i know that you know I, I i i've come a long way in my training but i i remember in the early days there were times that i was like oh god i i wish i could Get done with, uh, you know, the the sex work exercises that I'm doing, so that I could get back to the math. Like I, I kind of wanted to to uh, you know cheat up on my sex homework by by just sneaking in some math. <laughs> and I just I always thought that that was really funny.
0: Mm-hmm. And passions can take many forms, but sometimes it's hard to discover what your passions are. What was Mm -hmm. some of the processes that helped you discover yours?
1: Um, So one of the things that was really important uh, was there have been several times in my life that... So I've always been interested in math as a school subject, but the way that schools teach math and approach math is very formulaic and normally is, is based on those, uh, you know, means to an end, like what math can do for you rather than the pure math. Um and it was when I started studying math uh, outside of a school system, just for my own desire to understand it better, um, that I w- when I was doing it because it was something I wanted to do instead of, oh, I really want to make a good grade on this next test, oh I, you know, really want to um, be able to do well in school when it was like, no, I just want to know this. That was what really invigorated the thing inside of me that uh, that produces passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was... Really, really important for me, and it was when I started learning about the uh the ancient mathematicians that gave us the the mathematic knowledge that we have uh that you know I really started getting interested in it because it it gave it a whole life it gave it this whole world. Uh, that was outside of, you know, basic rote knowledge and uh, formulas and just pounding it into your head until you get it. Like, there's, it was like, oh no, there there's something here that, that's beyond that.
0: hmm And there can be more than one passion. I know I have many passions. Mm-hmm. I love sculpting, and I love doing crafts, and Mm -hmm. I do a bit of photography. I'm also into cooking, Mm -hmm. and I love cooking different dishes, and Mm -hmm. making good meals Mm -hmm. (laughs) from scratch sometimes, and sometimes using a a pre-mix, but just cooking good meals. Mm-hmm. Is something I love. I know that for a while I was real into gardening, mm-hmm. and and I love nature and going camping. Mm-hmm. So I've, we have many different passions, yeah, or can have.
1: I know that uh, for me, another big passion that I've always had is uh, helping people and. Specifically helping people to understand who they are and work through, uh, their issues and shortcomings, particularly as it pertains to, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it, uh, different forms of neuroatypicality uh, because I find that most of the people that I find very impressive in my life are neuroatypical. And for people who are not familiar with the term neuroatypical, um, it, it's what, you know, at different times people have called mental illness or you know just being crazy or whatever um but i i think that the, the reason that people started coining the term neuroatypical versus crazy or insane or things like that is because um many of the the most amazing and influential people in the world have been neuroatypical and some of what gives people these gifts is their neuroatypicality um and while these things can sometimes cause problems in people's lives uh These different ways of thinking can also provide unique solutions to problems that regular people just don't have the 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 neural pathways to come up with or to uh, present. Um, and so it's it, it, the, these things aren't always bad, but in order to really um, do amazing things with these different forms of neuroatypicality, it often takes working through it and learning how to work with your mental difference to the world um, to be able to highlight the your strengths and helping people to overcome the shortcomings that they have with uh, their various different forms of neuroatypicality is something I've always been really passionate about because I've had to deal with those things myself in my own life, and I've had the good fortune to have good guides along the way that have helped me to work through those things, and so helping other people to to work through their issues means a lot to me in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I know that having ADHD and dyslexia and a whole host of other learning differences, in each of those there's strengths and abilities that are amazing that I've discovered. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of these people that it's hard for me to tune out the environment like most people can and be selective. And so I'm really great at finding little stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can scan a room and go, oh, here it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And just many different abilities that I've discovered along the way that, or kind of the, it's only in our school system that it was a disability. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's some amazing abilities that are hidden behind it. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk about that a little bit because a lot of times in our culture, if you have ADHD or learning disabilities, it's kind of looked down on and looked at as a deficit, as a a problem. And it's, for me, it's been, there's been so many blessings in it. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But anyway, tonight we've been talking about passion and what passion can do for us, where it can take us. And one of the things I've discovered about passion is that it really does give us that extra energy to deal with life's problems as they come up, get through some of the rough spots in life, Mm -hmm. and gives us that extra energy. Mm -hmm. There's so many times where it's just hard for me to get started on something. And by awakening passion... It's ignited my soul, and it's so much easier to Mm -hmm. get things started, complete tasks, and even some of the more mundane Mm tasks come at it from a different perspective, and that perspective is passion. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. I know that that's one of the things that, you've helped me with a lot is um, because I also I have ADD where you have ADHD uh, but they're similar enough uh, in a lot of ways that um, some of the techniques that you've learned to to help offset your ADHD have helped me to offset my ADD Um, and it's it's really amazing when I'm since I've been training under you I'm able to wake up and immediately well maybe not immediately but pretty immediately start taking care of tasks and working on tasks. And then after I've been up for, you know, six to eight hours, I've been productive for six to eight hours for the most part. And then I can let my brain do what it wants to do after I've done the productive part of my day. And before I started training under you, I would wake up knowing that I had a task that needed to be done, and it might not even be a very large one, but I couldn't motivate myself to do it all day long, and then a deadline would come up, and then I'd have to cram and struggle and barely get it done by the skin of my teeth and not even very well a lot of the times. Um, And I felt, you know, defeated a lot of the time. I uh, I felt, you know, like I was useless i I'd, I'd beat myself up, and all of those feelings made that situation worse than it was uh and i I just struggled so much um and it's not that I don't have to uh, you know I still have problems with you know having the sustained drive to do things all day long I still catch myself in daydreams and things like that but I'm able to get on task and then remind myself to stay on task and actually be productive throughout the day uh through the training that I've done with you, and it's made a tremendous amount of change in my life.
0: One of the things I learned was to take the most dreaded and tasks that you have and do it first. Get it out of the way. And it's kind of interesting, the mechanics of this. If you procrastinate and put it off till the later. It's on your mind. It's an energy drain. You're thinking about it. You're kind of still dreading it all day long. But if you get it done and out of the way, then there's that sense of relief. It's over. Mm -hmm. I've completed it. And that's an energy boost right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a little um, body hack. (laughs)
1: and i I will say for for people out there, you know um depending on what that thing is for you, you know uh, I know for for me a lot of times that is the the most physical activity I'm gonna have all day, but I've also known people who have extreme social anxiety. And it could be as simple as a phone call that they know that they need to make, uh, where they're dreading that phone call all day long because you know maybe they'll have to talk to a salesperson. Maybe they'll have to stay online or on hold uh, for a while. and and it's going to be more mentally taxing than anything else. Um, And I know that for a a lot of the people that I know, um, those social anxieties, uh, they, they can play out really big. So if you call Comcast... At 9 o'clock in the morning. And then do the whatever you have to do with your internet or whatever. Because it requires talking to a stranger about technical things and being on hold. If you do that at 9 a.m., that's not going to be looming over you the rest of the day. And maybe you have... Another task that for me would be really hard, like uh, outdoor d- work or or raking or something like that that for you isn't that big a deal. Um, but if you do that in- initial thing that's going to bother you a lot early in the morning, it will give you time to do that thing that's easier, and I know that for me, one of the, the things that really helps me get by and be very pr- productive through the day is finding tasks that I still find productive, but I also enjoy. Like, for me, those tasks are like, studying math or reading or Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, And I, I use productive tasks that I enjoy as a reward for doing the thing that I really didn't want to do.
0: And often when I get my dreaded task out of the way early on, do it first, I often will reward myself with a little masturbation or self-pleasuring and it can feel so good mm-hmm. <laughs> and give me that extra boost afterwards and then I move on to the things, uh, other things of the day that I enjoy but, but it is important to reward ourselves, mm-hmm. extreme self-care, <laughs> mm-hmm. take good care of yourself and and Get those gnarly tasks done first and out of the way. And then move on to the more pleasurable things of life. (laughs) And this is part of passion, how it works in our lives. And how it can make us feel more fully alive. I know I feel fully alive when I'm in that state of flow, that state of passion. It drives me. It sparks me. You can see it in a person's eyes when they light up from passion. Mm -hmm. It's amazing you can get this sense that, wow, that person's just so energized and into this. This is beautiful. (laughs) And I think that's the thing that I find about passion. It, It is beautiful when we're in a state of passion. When we're feeling it, we're our lives become more meaningful and more complete, and I think a big part of it's due to getting into that state of passion. <laughs> Any final words
1: so i I think to conclude i I will say that um for me I know that I am a hedonist I am deeply a hedonist and I enjoy my hedonism I also enjoy um living a life right now that it I can feel productive I can feel like I'm getting a lot done um and I can be a responsible hedonist, and I think that passion is really the key to bridging those two worlds. Um, If you use the passion from all of the things that, inflame your desires and your your joys and to to giving yourself the best life you can use those joys and happinesses and things like that to give you a push and a drive to do the responsible things and the and and the things that really help you to... Progress to your best positive good. Um, And I think that that's... I I think that generally people get mired in one world or the other where they live either all for the, the joy of things without focusing at all on uh the the necessary things or the the things that are productive or they get so wrapped up in this life of being productive and you know a a, a member of society uh that they lose sight of the joy and the happiness and they I think one of the important parts in life is to strike that balance between uh, doing things that you enjoy that make you happy and also doing things that are productive and help you be better in the world.
0: And I think you said a key word in there, and that's balance, balancing out your life. But definitely bring in some passion. If you aren't doing at least one thing that fills your heart with passion per day, then you're just drifting through life. When you add passion daily, it gives you that energy and that spark and feeds your spirit in beautiful ways. (laughs) So on that note, we've come to the end of another episode of Adult Bedtime Stories. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Play with yourself a little bit. Give yourself some pleasures of the flesh. Enjoy your body. It's a gift. And bring yourself to a higher state of consciousness through sex, through stimulation, through pleasure. Get in tune with your body. And with that, have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me and developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show